It's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything happening in the world of video games, so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... Mike Minotti. In today's episode, we have some news, we have some games. First, though, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at gamesbeat.com. If you have something to share with us, you can email the podcast, gamespluspodcast.adventurebeat.com. Or get us on Twitter, at GamesBeat, or at GBDecides is the podcast itself. If you're listening to this on the website, on that little player, you can get this uh, as a subscription on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, there's an RSS feed as well. That link should be in this story. Uh, if you if you like the show, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people discover it. Finally, thank you to Carlos Ayin, who is insane in the rain music on YouTube for the use of our theme song. Mike. Hi. How excited are you for GDC? Oh, man. I'm known for my love of GDC. I'm like the one gaming journalist who does not like GDC. I, I think I, I think there's other people that probably um, might feel the same way as you, but they don't end up going. You always end up going. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the one who has to go. It's like, <laughs> oh, this show's stupid. You, know, you, should, know. you should have a couple of kids. That helps you not have to go. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I, I borrow um, yours? Next, next year, I'm borrowing <laughs> yours. Next year, you go. I'll watch your kids. Yeah, there you go. Stephanie I, yeah, will have good a great time. time. Yeah, yeah. You'll, have great, yeah you'll have a great time. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, I, I don't mind GDC as much as you do, but also, I'm not also like... I also don't think it's necessarily something we, we have to go to, but we do, and we try to cover it. We'll have interesting stories, and we'll have stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, there'll be things I love... Basically, uh, there's uh, there's always some good uh, like uh, post mortems on older games that, that I like. That stuff's good, but like it's every year. There's like like I remember the first few ones we went to. It was just all VR, all VR, yeah. and then it was like uh, VR is actually not you know it's a big deal. It's not that big a deal though. But yeah, we, you know right. It was like, uh, go there and write right kind of stories of about VR games, right? Yeah, and you know they're trying to make blockchain that thing. Although like the blockchain even last year was so like cd like yeah it they're was obviously ever- yeah like obviously kind of a scam in a lot of ways and yet it was still a big deal like they would literally like it was literally like people like out there with cards giving you like cards about it it was like when you're at the vegas strip and you mm-hmm. get those like escort cards it was mm-hmm. exactly that <laughs> i was like well this doesn't seem good well, so what do you think is going to be the topic of this year do you have any ideas do you think it's going to be like next gen consoles are going to be what a lot of people are talking about or streaming um no i don't know i wonder if i'm kind of hard union, to tell. i mean the union stuff was interesting last year just because there was the controversy about it right when it happened so people were right we're talking so i don't know it might be that it might just be general angst mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense as a theme but yeah i'm not sure what to expect yeah uh well we'll definitely have uh, more to talk about that next week as after you get back and uh uh, if if you get back in time, I'm sure. Are you traveling Friday? We'll have to figure I get that back. out. Oh yeah, in okay. time, in time. Yeah, yeah. If, if you get back, if you make it back, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow. I mean, I'm, I just don't have a lot of optimism. That's all. Um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but but for this week, we have we've been playing some games uh, that we could talk about. So we should probably do that. I think we should start with you as normal, Mike. What have you been playing? Mm-hmm. I've been playing that Yoshi's Crafted World, which is weird because the preview embargo's up, the review embargo is not. Hmm. Okay, so you could say what the game. Okay, the, I, I, I think I can before. even say what I think about the game. I just can't give it a score if I read yeah, the You, you want to know the secret? The yeah. PR people that that would care about this don't listen to podcasts, so we could say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, so just, I mean, tell me what you're thinking about this it's game. It's another I know, one of these Yoshi games that's right. Like you know, it's cute. 
It looks but it's like, not Yoshi's Island. It's not. It's so not Yoshi's Island. It's so forgettable as soon as you stop playing it. And to be honest, I have so many things on my Switch I want to play now. Like it's almost hard for me to start this game, even like knowing I have to review it. Like I start, I'm like, ugh, I would rather be playing this thing or that thing. It, as I'm playing it, it's it's not that bad, right? It's fine. It's just it's super breezy. It's super laid back and chill. And I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, that sounds nice. I hate that. I hate the yes. chillness. I hate that it's it, it's it's kind of just you know. Like just I guess like they, boring. Nintendo already has that, right? Like they have they, they specifically made Kirby to be breezy, to be like the my first platformer. That was like when Iwata was like working on that game. Like that was the whole idea. That's why they made the character simple to look at. Yeah. It's like you don't need two of these. You didn't need to do that to Yoshi as well, especially after Yoshi's Island was like this seminal platformer that we all look back on as one of the greatest games of all time and easily, like, one of the best games of that yeah, generation. It is weird that they, like, look at Yoshi's Island and it's like, oh, we need to change something about this, how this right. works. And they're just all, yeah, there's just something. And, I mean, this one, it, it's a lot like, I, w- I want to say it's a lot like Yoshi's Woolly World, but, again, that's a game I played through, I reviewed it, I remember <laughs> nothing about it. Yeah. I can't, I recall zero, except... I tell you what, like my kid man. loves those Yoshi Woolly World uh, shorts oh, that I'm they made sure. with Yoshi and, uh, and Poochie. She loves Poochie's those Poochie's in here, don't worry. Yeah, it's like all yeah, the... Yeah, I'm sure so it is. It, it, it is a game that's just designed to be cute more than anything else. And it's cute. It's plenty cute. But, I don't know. So let's talk about, like, what it, what does stand about out about the game, which I think it's probably going to be the visuals, right? This is a game that, like... It's the first time Nintendo's ever made a game in the Unreal Engine, which is bananas to me. Yeah, really. Yeah, it, I yeah. mean, it definitely looks very good, um, like you know, performance-wise, and even just uh, kind of the art of it. Like it's all crafted stuff, which even that, like, it's it's kind of little big planet-ish, right? Like we've already seen that. that yeah, that's a good point. It really does have that look. God, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So and. Um, you know, like like sometimes there's some levels have you like go back through them the other way if you want to. And what's neat about that is you see the backside of things, so you can see just like how much things are made of cardboard and tape and stuff. And it's like right. cute. Doesn't suddenly make it a good game, but that's neat. Um, so let me ask you about about this though. I played the demo. Um, I thought the demo was pretty okay. Um, I definitely got the sense of like like you go through the level and then you go back to do these different challenges and you are going backwards and, and discovering more of the stage. Um, if someone enjoyed that stuff quite a bit, is the rest of the game building on that, or is it sort of just like that repeating that same process for each stage over and over? I mean, I don't, like you don't even need to go back through each stage, right? Like basically, it's like you know those flowers you get. You need a certain amount of them to progress to a mm-hmm. new world, and the idea is you can go back through the stages like that to get more. But I'm getting enough just going through each stage normally. So, like, I did it the one time the game kind of was, like, teach me about that, and I haven't really done it since, because I kind of don't care. And, you know, I'd rather ultimately see a new level than the same world in a different perspective. The more interesting thing is how there's kind of, like, like a 2.5D thing of it where you go up and down sometimes, mm-hmm. but that idea is not really explored all that much. Like, the more interesting thing is, like, you can even, like, when you throw the eggs, you can kind of hit foreground or background objects with it. And, again, that's kind of neat. Maybe not explored quite as much as it should be. Yeah, you know, it's I, I thought that was, I thought that was, um, it was cool. But even for me, I was like, ah, this is kind of an odd concept of, like, 
Uh, I'm definitely aiming on a 2D plane, but he's going to be throwing on a 3D plane. I, I thought that might be confusing for like what this game's target audience seems to be. I thought kids might struggle with that a little bit. I mean, it's, I guess it's like it's hard to say like, well, what's wrong with this game? Except that it's just you know not very challenging. This doesn't quite, you know, do enough. It, it, again, the, the main thing here was to be kind of cute. Even the music. The music, like, it, I actively hate the music because it is so chill. The music is just so <laughs> nothing. Like, it's like the music is, like, blatantly telling me, like, hey, don't worry. We're just here to have fun and nothing can go wrong. And I'm like, oh, my God. All I can think is, like, Yoshi's Island. Like, da 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 like, like, you're hopping. You're like, yeah, let's move, right? Like an athletic theme, right? That's... Why they're called that in the Mario games. They're kind of like encouraging you to move. And this one's like, ah, don't move. You'll get there eventually. Like, who cares? <laughs> so what you just described to me is that Yoshi's, what is it? Crafted World is yeah. the Jimmy Buffett of video games. Trying to <laughs> I say. like Jimmy Buffett, though. <laughs> yeah, but you go there and just stand there and sway yeah. and drink. You're yeah. not going there to... Like, maybe Yoshi's maybe Yoshi's crafted world needs a lot of alcohol. That's yeah, there you what's go. Missing, I think. Yeah, as you yeah, say it, a lot of drink, like a lot of boat drinks, and then Yoshi's crafted world is going to be just ideal with a right. switch on a boat and a Corona. Yeah, yeah. and I, I bet there are going to be people who dig this because again, just because of the kind of yeah. cute factor of it. But yeah. no, I, and I'm because like that perspective is the one I wanted as like someone who hasn't loved any of the recent Yoshi games or like considers them forgettable for exactly this reason, but like Yoshi's Island, like what does that person think? And that's you. And, and, and yeah, that's, somebody yeah, that's what I was worried about. Yoshi's Island is probably like the, one of the best 2d platformers ever. I was about to say yes. the best. And I'm like, wait, does Mega Man count now? I don't know, but you know, it's certainly, <laughs> it's gotta be in everyone's top five. Mm-hmm. And it's just like none of the other Yoshi games. And there have been like six of them now have ever A come lot. close. It's bizarre to me. And they, they do, they like run the gamut of, Trying to do what Yoshi's Island was. There was like Yoshi's Island DS that was just that. Yeah, and then no, and new Yoshi's Island or Yoshi's yeah, New Island. Yoshi, yep, yeah. And then uh, then there's these other ones like Yoshi's Story on, 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 on Nintendo 64 that tried to be slightly different. And now these other ones that are being more like the Kirby games. Just, uh, yeah, it's it. N- none of them, like even when they're trying to be different, they're like, ah, they're different in a really boring way and when they're trying to be like it they just don't capture the magic there's something missing uh so yeah it's it's been a real disappointment to like be such a big fan of yoshi's island and then we have to wait for kind of just disappointment after disappointment from this series ever since right i mean it's like disappointment is almost hard to say this way because like you know this is pretty much what i was expecting if anything yes. i was like maybe i'll be surprised and like oh wow this is like really interesting competent challenging to be platformer but no it's just you just move right along yeah that's uh that's a bummer i, I mean it does seem like the game is about exploring more is there any sort of fun in that is that is it, it like it, because it is so slow and it kind of does encourage you to like just move along at your own pace and like maybe discover the world could you imagine having any fun with that more than you are? I know. I think uh, my problem already is that's too so slow pace. So like slowing down to like look for more of the items that I don't already need. Like right. like that was one of my things with uh, the new Super Mario Brothers game. Even I was having a lot more fun in that, just like not caring about getting the red coins, so that I was still constantly moving at least. Like I don't right. like the slow down. Like oh. and you know even I know Yoshi's on like one had the dragon coins and, and all that stuff, but I don't know. There's something better about the pacing of that somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game was uh, one of those ones that I I 100%ed, and I didn't do that a lot back then. I you know I would play games a lot, but I would just kind of start them over. And uh, that game, I just I I wrung everything out of it. Um, 
It was kind of one of the, it was like one of the best games ever at that. And uh, again, I don't know what made it different, and I don't know why they haven't been able to recapture it. But it definitely seems like they haven't. So, all right. Well, then, uh, what else have you been playing? You getting into anything else? Uh, I mean, I played a bit of Division Two. I don't know if you're getting into that at all yourself. I I, I will start it. Uh, I think it's not. It's out today, finally, right? Like the real release. Yeah, this is like that, yeah, this is the super final release super for reals release now. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably download it today. Um, I but I'm also not really expecting to be able to play it much because it's game you can't pause and the newborn and all that stuff. Sure. But you you have been. What's your thoughts? I Especially like coming it. off Anthem, of course. Yeah, this seems good. It seems incredibly competent. The gadgets are really neat. The shooting is solid. I like how it's way more cover based than a lot of the other looter shooters, right? Like you don't have like your like the space bar is not jump; it's take cover, and you're transitioning to all the other cover. Um, you know, the world feels much more open; like everything's kind of connected. Like you can walk from your base, like literally to the mission, without like getting into a loading zone, without like you know having to be like, I'm going to you know fly to this place and. That just means there's a big loading screen, right? So it, it almost feels right. more MMO-y that way. There's a lot of loot. It comes pretty quickly, so that feels good. Like, joining strangers is really easy because it's like, oh, this person's saying an SOS. You can open your map and accept it if you want to, and then you'll just join their party in progress during this mission. So, yeah, lots of like so far, really. Have you been mostly playing, like, with friends or sort of going in, going in solo and just matching? I mean, I haven't been playing play. a ton yet, and so far it's been solo. Okay. And, like, yesterday was the first time I, like, just joined up with a group of strangers and played through a mission I had already done. But, like, they were at a higher level, and it scaled me up to them so I could go through it with them. And, yeah, it was, like, a lot of fun. I was like, oh, yeah, this is nice. This is working. That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, very um, easy to, uh, to join them. And then, I, th- I mean, a lot- I think my brothers are playing it tonight because they're getting, like, you know, the actual release, or whatever. So I think we're all going to try version, to play later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the plug version. So you are someone who has played a lot of these now. You played Destiny One. You played Destiny Two. You've played Anthem. You're playing this. Uh, I mean, are is there anything here that's going to like keep you around in ways that the other ones didn't? Is it uh, just better in a very fundamental way? And so you'll like, you'll just like I play mean, the, the story or are you going to be like someone who needs that in-game content and come back day after day? Or is it going to just depend on what your friends do? Uh, well, that's always a part of it is what my friends are doing really. But I mean, I want to see what the end game's like. I see that it does have, you know, a raid, which was something that like just knowing Anthem didn't have one, like really yeah. kind of just like diffused me. I'm like, well, what's the end game? Like you just do those missions, but they're harder. I'm like, because eh. the best thing I liked in Destiny were the raids. They were super fun. And I still play World of Warcraft because I like doing the raids. Like, I love super, like, kind of high-end cooperative content. Like, that stuff's you know, always great. You know what? Like, I think there's a possibility that, like, people listening have never done a raid in a video game before. I'm I trying think to a think lot of people I, haven't. I'm th- trying to think if I've ever even done a raid, and I'm not sure if I have. What, can you, like, maybe just explain, like... What is the difference between a raid and just doing a mission in a game? Like, what is it doing differently? In most missions in a video game, almost every boss is some kind of a bullet sponge, right? There aren't a lot of mechanics to it. In a raid, a boss has a lot of, like, tricks and mechanics and, like, different things. It's like the difference between uh, just kind of, you know, shooting a giant golem who just walks towards you and just shoot it till it's dead with its health bar. And, like, like Super Mario World, right, where you don't... Just jump on Bowser three times. He's flying. He's dropping things. You got to pick it up and throw it at him. Imagine things like that, but like five of them are happening at the same time. 
and they require like coordination and communication with like a group of friends and you, you all have kind of different roles and like your different characters with different abilities and you know it's very hard and it's very satisfying is, is kind of why I think honestly like getting into rating content is what like has maybe soured me on some like slightly I don't know like like, like Yoshi's Wooly World right that's just like I just anybody could do this in my head compared to like the concentration it takes for me to do uh, right. like a raid or something like that. It's just, it just doesn't feel very engaging. Right. It's, so it's like it, you know, that they specifically make it for players who have played these games for hours and hours and have uh, right. really powerful characters and understand all the fundamental parts of the game. Right. So they can like, so they don't have to worry about you understanding that stuff. So they can keep all that stuff in there, but then they could throw more challenging stuff like puzzles on top of that at the same exact it, time. And to be clear, they're so complicated that you really, and I, I think some people would call it bad game design, but you don't, you can't go into them blind, right? You need to like kind of do research and right. sort of uh, like, like the very best players in the world will go into them blind, right? When they're open and they'll kind of figure it out for everyone else. And then you sort of read their guide and watch their videos and learn what you're doing. And maybe to some people that sounds awful, but that's like super fun to me that like I get to like practice and like research it and like see what what has to be done and all this stuff. I mean, and, and the developers have learned from that and they definitely position these things as community events. Like they right. position them as like, this is something we're going to do together as a community. So it's like, it's, uh, they're not uh, like, yeah, maybe bad game design, but they definitely understand what they're doing there. And they're sort of leaning into that in a really smart way. Um, yeah, there's, there's, they're, they're very fun to me. And I so you think, so you think you'll probably end up doing the raid in division two then just cause you know, it, like you're having a good time, you know, it's there. If you can get to that point with some friends. Right. You, yeah. You as long as I got a couple when also, I mean, it, it's like an eight person raid. Like one of the annoying things about the uh, destiny two is like, it refused to have matchmaking for it at all. Right. Uh, and I still don't really understand. Like, I know they're hard. There's a lot of communication, but you know, it's a, PC game, people can communicate still. So I, I assume Division Two with eight people, they have to have some kind of yeah, yeah. You would hope, you that. would hope so. Yeah, that'd be right. Wild. Exactly. Because I mean, I'm, I'm sure I can get some friends to play with me. I'm not going to get seven of them too. So yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to like think of like because it just feels like all right. Like they they nailed it. Uh, it well, they, I guess the, the downside of it is just like. I, you know, I wish that the game that kind of got the stuff mechanically done was something that wasn't quite so drab and, and dreary as a sort of post-apocalyptic U.S. and Military guns are the only dreary. thing that can save us now kind of a yeah. thing, you know? It's like, eh, okay. Like, yeah, it definitely seems like there's like a, you could pick your setting right now for this kind of game where it's like, you know, very sci-fi and mystical and destiny or like sort of, um, yeah, it's post-apocalyptic sci-fi. And, and sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, your, those yes. are your options. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, in the, honestly, I would take the sci-fi over that. And honestly, part of me, there is a point just like, I could, I'll probably just be happy going back to destiny too. Cause that game was very good. And, you know, probably has a lot of its problems ironed out, you know, uh, fall 76 is a mess. Anthem, uh, it's like, I mean, I still have m moments of Anthem. I like, like, I was playing it with my brother the other day and I changed some settings around my computer and did all this work to like get the game to run better. And it was finally running like pretty well when we were doing like one of the missions. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah, this is fine. Then a bug just happened where all of my teammates turned invisible and the boss yeah. turned invisible. <laughs> I just couldn't see. I was just like, uh, I'm trying so hard. Game. Yeah. I'm trying so hard to like. You got to meet me halfway. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. Got to help me out here a little bit. So, yeah. And, and 
I do almost wish it was like, oh, can I have something that looks like Anthem and with that flying, but maybe more of like the mechanics and the openness and like the loot of of Division 2? I don't know. It does feel like they can get there with the loot, at least in Anthem. Uh, some of the other things feels like it would be a long time before they can make Anthem feel like Destiny 2 or Division 2 or, or even Destiny 2 in a lot of ways. Um, so, I mean, so what do you think happens now? Do you think the Division 2 becomes like the de facto one of these or do you think like the next time destiny two uh, DLC drops, like it's going to take over this conversation again? Uh, or do you think they all sort of like just are quietly in the background with their really dedicated audiences who are talking amongst themselves, but not making a lot of noise. It's so hard to other. understand how well destiny two is doing or not right now. Right. Cause they kind of, they almost kind of had their big moment, even though it wasn't really a content patch with them, like being like, Hey, look, we're, Bungie owns this game again, so blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's hard to know, like, you know, how many people are actually playing. Division 2 seems to have an advantage because it could be, like, the first one of these that has a good launch and, like, a good end game. So maybe it'll just, you know, maybe there won't be this giant kind of wave of negativity at any point, at least in the first year. And that could just help it a lot. And maybe it could be the king of these. Although, I don't know. It, it seems like this is going to be a genre that's not going to have its World of Warcraft. Like, there are yeah. going to be... There, there'll be one that's the most popular, but maybe not one that's, like, so far and away, obviously, the most popular. Right. And, it's, and when it does, it's not going to last for 15 years. It's going to, yeah. like, some something will come in and uh, replace it after a year or two. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I do wonder if, like, if having a good launch... And then having that good in-game content, if that's going to be enough, or if these games are so inherently, like, they attract people who are very demanding in, like, once they're satisfied in one way, they will find the next thing to complain about. And I'm not really, like, trying to drag people who like these games. I just think that might be the nature of this beast. Like, if it's a game you're coming back to night after night, and you're playing with the same friends, and you're the ex- you're an expert at this game because you're playing it so much, and you're doing the raid. If you're going to just begin spotting the problems in ways that like you wouldn't in other games that you play for thirty hours and then put down, um, I, I I do I, w- I would like to see like how this plays out, and if the Division Two really does avoid some of those pitfalls, just because it nails the thing that everyone has said all along that they wanted. They wanted the game to work well out of the gate. Yeah. Now, okay, check. And we want stuff to do at the at the high level in 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 the end in the end game. All right, check. All right, well, okay. So they've done that. We have content. We have tons of content. Uh, now let's see what happens. I'll be interested to sort of yeah, it's going to be yeah, it'll be very interesting to follow this one. Um, and and you spoke about it a little bit, but you are still regularly raiding in World of Warcraft. Yeah, I play World of Warcraft. Yeah, well, yeah, I play World of Warcraft pretty regularly, and I try not to bring it up every time here, because, you know, <laughs> so I'm sure not everybody's interested in my Adventures of World of Warcraft, but I just had a very uh, kind of uh, funny incident, well, just yesterday, right? So, you know, there's three difficulties to the raids. Normal, heroic, mythic, um, and mythic is like the super hard stuff. You've got to be in a guild where you are, you're doing it two nights a week at least, Some usually three uh, you have to like get you have to like do a lot of stuff outside of that to prepare for it. Uh, it's it's a big time commitment, right? And I have some friends who are in a, a guild doing the mythic raid, and uh, they transferred servers to do it, so they weren't on my same server anymore. Because you have to be on the same server as people to do the mythic. And that's not a requirement for normal and heroic anymore, but mythic is still you know, very hardcore, right? And it costs money to, to transfer servers. Uh, it's usually like twenty dollars. It's been it was on sale this week. It was like thirty percent off, so it was like seventeen or something. I forget. Uh, so so they're like, oh, you should come because we need a healer uh, t- t- tonight. 
uh, this is yesterday. So, you know, if you come in, you can come do the Mythic Raid with us, and it'll be cool. I was like, oh, I could do the Mythic Raid. Oh, that costs money, though. They're like, yeah, but, you know, you can be able to do the raid. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> so I, I pay the money. I transfer my character to the server. Like, in this same night, I go in, I join the raid, and the, the raid leader, who's also a friend of mine, didn't know I was doing all this, Get the, everyone's like in the Discord getting ready. He comes in like, all right, everyone. So this is a tough conversation, but uh, the raid's going to disband. Uh, the group's, we're, we're all too busy now. We can't do it anymore. <laughs> wait, so wait, you got there and like they disbanded for good or just for the night? <laughs> for good. What? <laughs> That's... <laughs> so, all right, then. Huh. So, I, so the, the day I transferred servers and spent all that money. Huh. Uh, you sure they didn't, like, sure it wasn't like, oh, my. That joke. Not. Yeah, yeah like, that oh, joke, no, but also like once they find out it was you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, all right. You know, just don't don't acknowledge him. Well, yeah, we That's gotta go. Not. We're too busy. Too busy now. Sorry, Mike. Man. Oh my That's God. rough stuff, man. So what'd you do? You just turn off the game and I just was just like, got, oh, all right, well, one guy think felt, about your seventeen dollars or whatever. The guy felt bad enough to send me two hundred thousand gold in the mail at least. <laughs> which isn't, you know, it's something. Yeah, I guess so. All right then. Huh. Uh, are you going to find a new group to raid with, or what? Well, yeah, like, my friends are finding a new group. I mean, Mythic Raiding is, is honestly still not something I really want to super commit to. Like, I was willing to do it this distance because, like, my friends were like, yeah, whatever, you'll come, it's not a big deal. I'm like, all right, sure. But again, I don't know if I want to do it, uh, like, constantly. So, we'll see. I'm pretty happy doing the heroics, usually, and just leveling new characters for fun on the side. That is a uh, a weird thing to think about, like... Someone having to like bring the group together and say, "Then this is a tough conversation, but we have to, we have to." Oh, it like, was like, yeah, it was like you were. It was like listening to like the boss telling everybody that they're all laid off. It was like, yeah, very exactly. Intense. And at first, and it was like I did not belong there. So I was just in there because I thought <laughs> I was pretty. I was like, there's my blanky and my drinky. Like, oh boy, Mikey gets the raid. <laughs> it, was, it, it was. If it wasn't so funny, I may have been upset. But it was hilarious. Right, yeah. Ah, well, yeah, it's a weird, a weird dynamic. Like they call me Mythic together to play Mikey. Not, not anymore. <laughs> well, not you were going to be Mythic Mikey. And then, I yeah. thought I was going to be Mythic Mikey, but I'm not. You ruined it. Um, I uh, so I've been playing some stuff, but mostly what I've been playing is uh, Factory Town. Um, oh, is this, the, this is the new hotness, right? This is the, this the new like game that blew up, the new indie game that blew up on Steam this past week, and I'm like, oh, I'll check that out. Uh, so I download it and. Yeah, and it's like one of those things where it's like I still haven't heard a lot about it, even though I know it's very popular on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, like you expect it, like oh, there'd be some coverage. And the the developer himself was was even like, oh, I I sent this to like one person in the press who didn't even write about it. Um, I just sort of got blessed blessed by the Steam algorithm, which is why this game blew up. Um, so there hasn't been a lot of coverage. There's not a lot of like stuff where you can like go figure out what this game is. Um, and I I assumed it was like Factorio, which um, Bob when he was on here he talked about yeah. that game a lot. But I still haven't played Factorio. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? I, I, I have Factorio in my library. I've always meant to check it out. But this game's new, and I can feel like I'm not like... There you go. I'm not, Yeah, I'm not trying to like figure out something like uh, while everyone else has already mastered it. I could go in with everyone else and sort of tr- try to get the idea of what this new game is. And so, yeah, that was much more enticing. So I turn it on. And, uh, and, and basically what it is, it's just like um, what, what you would imagine a factory town to be. You are... There's a bunch of resources. There's a SimCity style map, and you are going to the and like there's resources you know, strategically placed around this map, uh, like a Civ map, and you need to place the right building and the right worker to go get those resources and then to bring them to the right building to process them. Um, but there's like this whole logistics element to it where, sure, you can have a worker go to the forest 
and and then bring that forest, bring those trees that he chops down to a building, and then you can have another worker take the wood from that building to the building it needs to go to to get processed correctly. You could do all that, and that's fine, but that's like the step one. Uh, there, there is the, the, the idea is like you know those ads for mobile games where it's like level one and it's like a baby, and it's like level sixty eight mafia boss. Like yeah, yeah. So the mafia boss version of this is you automate most of the stuff that's happening with conveyor belts and like shoots um, and, 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 and like, instead of having a worker go out to the forest, you just set up a forestry building that automatically um, cuts down trees and then replants them. So you're not like deforesting like your whole city. And uh, the logistics behind this is like where the game is like, that this is the fundamental like gameplay, the thing that you need to figure out the most challenging part of it. It's, um, it's not going to be like, Oh, just draw a line from this building to that building and we'll take care of the rest. We'll make sure the right stuff gets to the right building. No, like the conveyor belt is agnostic. It doesn't care. If you put something on that conveyor belt, it's going to take it where you put where you connected the conveyor belt. So you might end up accidentally, which is the, this is the problem I've been trying to solve. Um, you might accidentally like take the fertilizer that comes from the pasture along with the, the, the animal feed or whatever, or no, the, the leather that comes out of the pasture. Uh, you might take both those things on the same conveyor belt but one building can handle the, the fertilizer and another building handles the, the leather. So now you get these blocks that says, okay, if, if, a, if a, a thing of leather comes past here, push it onto this other conveyor belt going to the right building, and it, then it separates the two, and now you're like getting the right thing in the right building. But, but figuring out how to, like, to set up those logistics is, is super complicated, super challenging. Each sort of problem that happens is like, you know, maybe once you like get an idea of like your total possibility space, like once you know everything you could possibly do to like solve a problem, maybe it'll be easier. But right now I'm like, do I need to like use this sort of grabber thing to grab it off of here? Or do I need to use the pusher or there's a sorter and there's a filter? Yeah. There's all these little things you could put on the conveyor belts to like make sure everything's happening correctly. And it's like, this is, it's, I know there's going to be people who like just create guides and there's going to be video tutorials on like the best way to do all this stuff. But right now I'm, I'm having a lot of, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm having the most fun actually just sort of um, letting myself get confused and working through the problem myself. And uh, that's been, that's been really satisfying. Like I was thinking about like, I streamed it a little bit, but it's like really boring because most of the time I'm just sitting there staring at the mm -hmm. screen, trying to figure out the problem. Like, there's there's not much else happening in the video game itself uh and I, it's not going to be fun to watch i don't think but it's been really fun to sort of actually process those ideas myself and and try to figure out the best solution it's been it's been really exciting um and i can see why the like i can see why the game is pretty popular at the same time it's like pretty it's pretty unpolished like the menus are, are not great um uh and, and i think a lot of people you know it's it's one of those it's an early access steam game uh, and it feels like that but it's like all that stuff is kind of easy to ignore because i'm having so much fun with this core gameplay um yeah and so i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep playing that keep trying to figure it out I'm, i am at the point where i'm like um i'm really getting the hang of the of the conveyor belts and and sorting them and using the logistics stuff on it but i i also feel like okay now that i got the hang of that i might start over from scratch so I can set stuff up correctly instead of having this like really maze like mess that I've, I have right now. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll probably talk about that more next week, especially as I get deeper into it. Cause I, there, apparently eventually you get to a point where like you're using magic and stuff. Like there's like a magic element and I haven't even touched that yet. So I have no idea. Um, only other thing is I played a little bit more house party. 
Uh, <laughs> You're still going back to house party. I'm not. I'm not. I am officially done going back to house party. Uh, I had sex with one of the characters. Very nice. And then, and then I um, used uh, the uh, co- console command to like see some of the other options available. Um, and then it's like, okay, like four hours and I'm done with this game. Um, the sex was really, really horrifying, actually, because the characters look like really weird in first person. And uh like when the girl gets on top, she looks like a spider monkey in its weird much, setting. Uh, there's, there's, how much of the sex are they showing? Right, so you can like it'll be censored, but then of <laughs> course you could just download the the uncensored pack for free on Steam. It's right there. But you like, did, of course. Of course, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. I'm 35 years old. I can handle it, uh, and I can't actually because it was really weird. It was really gross. Uh, just because the characters like bend in ways that they shouldn't, and they end up <laughs> looking like um, something out of uh, Poltergeist or something. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm done with that game now. Like there's like nothing else to it. It's like, it's not, it's not even like a really good video game. It's actually kind of boring after, oh, what a hater. after a couple hours. I know. Right. Uh, all right, Mike, you know what I want to do now? Go to the news. I want to go to the news. Mike. Wow. That's crazy. Are you sure? You always know that. Uh, be careful. All right, people. Uh, we got, we got a bunch of news stories, but nothing too deep this week. So we shouldn't have any wild conversations that go on for a half an hour. Instead, let's just start here with uh, some of the Xbox stuff that happened. Um, Halo, the Master Chief Collection is coming to PC. And that means not just like the Microsoft Windows Store, but also to Steam. Uh, are you excited about this, Mike? I kind of am. I like the idea of playing through all the Halo games with uh, mouse and keyboard controls. You know, and plus, like, uh, me, me and my brother were trying to play through all of them on Xbox One when this thing first came out, and it just, like, didn't work. Like, we actually couldn't get it to right. work. They, they've definitely improved that version of the game since, uh, but, it, like, once you miss that window, you miss that window. You're not, like, going to try again uh, right. unless something like this happens. Right. So now it's like, oh, well, maybe it's be an excuse to, to do some of that again. I um I don't know what it is, but it, it like, feels like this series um is something that, like matters again just because you know it's going to be on pc i don't know i mean i I make the joke all like a a lot that like oh um a game's not a real game unless it's on pc and that's a that's a joke i don't really mean that uh but part of me feels like you know if the if there's a game on all the platforms i definitely want to play the pc version like that is the real one to me um unless it's an indie game then i want to play it on switch yes exactly good point um but like like having this happen made me realize like I just wasn't even thinking about Halo like it was never a series that um not never but recently I've never been a big Halo person myself to be honest yeah I mean it was the same here but it's like I've liked Halos in the past I definitely got excited about Halo 3 or whatever when it came out um but like having this this happen where it's like okay they're going to release all the Halo games that have come out so far on PC you can play them really easily it's like okay now it's suddenly it's like a viable series in my mind again uh, when that was just was never the case before, it was like, um, you know, that Halo Infinite, whatever, it's going to come out and and whatever, I, you know, people will play it, but I'm not, I'm going to be able to skip it and I won't feel bad about it. And now it's like, you know, if it's going to be on PC, maybe I will give it a shot. Maybe it's going to be something that could just get into my rotation, like like Siege or anything else. Uh, so, yeah, and I, I, I'm glad they're doing this. It's the right thing for the series. It's I think it can make the series matter in a way. Uh, that it hasn't in just the most recent past. So that, that's exciting. Um, moving on. Well, you know, there's a couple other stuff that happened there. Minecraft is coming to Game Pass. Um, there were some other announcements. Oh, I think they're like, uh, you can like stream, uh, you could stream PC games to uh, Xbox now was another thing they revealed, which was pretty, that's pretty neat. 
I have like five different ways of doing that now. Um, but like, that's, that's okay. I, I wouldn't mind having another sure, one. Now I'll, I'll have to test that out and see how well that works. Um, and there was some other stuff, but that's like the big news that come out of that, uh, Microsoft event that they did. Um, the next story is, uh, devil may cry, devil may cry five is doing really well. Um, I know it was like number one for like physical sales in the UK last week. Um, but it's also the second best launch on steam ever for Capcom after just monster hunter world, which was a huge success. Uh, one of the biggest launches ever period on steam. Uh, so that's, that's really good. I, 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 I think I am still a little surprised that this game is doing that well. Um, cause it always feels like a niche series, but it just feels like maybe that's the kind of people who are playing games these days. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess like it was one thing when uh, Resident Evil 2 was a big hit. I did not realize this many people still cared about Devil May Cry. And I, I kind of got that sense like once the first embargoes, like what the reviews came out, like how many people were interested, how many people were excited. I was like, oh, man, I didn't realize people like Devil May Cry this much. Yeah. Like in my mind, like, oh, Devil May Cry, like Bayonetta, that's about like the same. And it's like, no, Devil May Cry, yeah. way more popular. Yep, for sure. Um I, I knew there was people that really carried the torch for it. I just didn't realize it was this many people. That's that's where I went. Maybe the maybe because it was such a long break between the two, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder and all that stuff. I'm sure there's definitely some of that for and like you know and if you like Devil May Cry one and then three um, and then four and then you didn't like DMC, it's like a return to form for you, so you can really get excited again. And there's no reason people like D- that that liked DMC. Um, couldn't get excited about this as well. So there's like maybe a bigger audience than ever f- for it. So, yeah. Um, some other, there's some announcements now. Uh, most of this stuff is like add-on content, but uh, No Man's Sky Beyond got teased. And this is going to be a free update to No Man's Sky. It's like the this third summer. or fourth one. Uh, wh- wh- what were the other details on this, Mike? Well, there's not much except that this is going to be like the really big online multiplayer one. Like it's going to have three parts of it. And like basically they're saying it's like three updates rolled into one super big one. And we only know one of the parts. And that's this kind of No Man's Sky online, which is going to make it more of like an actual connected online experience. Not just like the one update made it so you can like group up with like four total friends and play the game. I think this is going to be like more of like the concurrent multiplayer kind of version of No Man's Sky. Right. So like the, like you could explore the universe with like three other people, uh, but you weren't ever going to like come across someone else just like serendipitously. It was never going to be like, Oh, we, we aren't friends. We're just here. Like a, a, even like a journey style, like, Oh, suddenly there's another person in my world. Um, it was definitely nothing like that. I mean, as, so, as far as I understand, like, I'm not sure exactly what has been added. Right. Like, I played the game when it came out and I know there's been big updates and I have kind of a general idea of what they added, but I didn't play them. Yeah, I, I played it a little bit, and that's that's how, that's basically how it worked. Um, so it'd be cool to like if, if that's really how they're gonna handle this going forward. I, I I always love the idea of like getting to a planet and not just like finding that someone named a bunch of stuff, but then like stumbling across someone else's base that they built, and and oh no, they're still here. Um, and and like what is that? What does that interaction look like? There's a lot of possibilities there, and if they can capitalize on that, that could be really be like. Okay, No Man's Sky is now done, and it is a, a lot more like what they first promised, and and not just that, it's it's really well made and well executed on and fun to play. Um, so and, and maybe they can like at that point leave the game and, and move on and really move on to something else. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, it is going. Is like yeah, is this like the last of these really big updates? Like how much more are they going to do to No Man's Sky? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, it definitely sold really well when it first came out, so I'm sure they like have a lot of money and they like, I think a lot of this was just like, 
oh, we're going to do right by those people who bought this game um, and keep updating it for a long time. Uh, but at a certain point, it's like, yeah, okay, you, you, it feels like you have done right by them. And also, um, they've moved on. And so maybe, you, maybe you're free to move on now if you want as well. Uh, or maybe this and is like their business strategy and it's working just fine for them. Who knows? Right, maybe, every time, maybe they know that every time one of these big updates comes out, they see a... An increase in sales, which yeah, I'm sure it seems sure that unlikely. Bump. Yeah, so I'm, I'm so I'm glad they do is like free updates as well because it, it definitely seems like seems like that's what's working for them because people do feel like coming back because you know everyone's going to get that content and you know all your friends can hop on because they probably already own the game so it, it makes sense. Um, another another content update coming to another game, Battlefield Five, uh, Firestorm. It's battle royale mode. It got teased, then they showed the trailer. And then they said it's coming out this month. Uh, did you? What's the exact release date on that, Mike? The twenty fifth, I think. March twenty fifth. That sounds. That sounds right. That sounds, yeah. right. sounds right. Yeah. Um. Did you watch? You watched the trailer, right? I, I watched it. Uh, it looked, yeah, I did. Yesterday. They said they called it a gameplay trailer, but that didn't look like gameplay to me. I think it was like <laughs> a gameplay mean, concept trailer. Yeah. Know. Right. I mean, they're very much emphasizing vehicles, which which makes sense. That's you know, Fortnite right. has some vehicles. PUBG has vehicles. But they're almost all just kind of transportation things for them for the most part. Or Fortnite, they're like super gimmicky. Like here's a hoverboard. Um, this will be like real vehicle based, which is what Battlefield kind of does anyway. So that makes right. Sense. And I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of potential there. Um, H1Z1 when it was trying to like compete with PUBG and Fortnite after they came out, it did a mode where everyone everyone was just they started in a car and you couldn't get out, and it was so it was basically just like shooting from cars and, and automobile battle royale. And it was a really good idea. It was like the best mode that game had in a while. Um, and I don't, this is not what Firestorm's going to be, but I think it could have that same vibe where vehicles are super important and you want to be in one most of the time. Uh, there's a lot of potential there. I think that could be, it could feel different enough that I'm actually going to want to check it out where I wasn't necessarily feeling that way before I saw the trailer. So, um, Next up, story number five is uh, Back for Blood. And this is the new game from developer Turtle Rock. And it, as the name sort of suggests and implies, it is a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. Uh, th th we don't really know much else, though, right? Like, they, they, no, this was a very like, preliminary else. announcement, right? Right. I mean, obviously, they're super channeling Left 4 Dead here with that name. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, and that's... Um I think, oh gosh, Warner Brothers is uh, publishing this time. So they worked with, you know, Valve on Left 4 Dead, and they worked with uh, 2K on Evolve, and now now they're with Warner Brothers, which is kind of interesting in itself. I think they just they kind of just keep going to different publishers. Yeah. And they always kind of you always get the idea that they weren't super happy with the last one. Yeah, it, they, I mean, one of the reasons that you hear the reason they that they left Valve is because they just didn't like working with Valve and. They want to do their do do their own thing, and that became evolve. And evolve is sort of well documented as having its own problems, and and maybe yeah, we, like we the, were off the mark on evolve. We thought we played that E3 at so much fun. Yes. Yeah, we thought that was going to be a big deal. It was yep. not. Yep, and it was just like it, I think it's one of those things that was easy to get wrong because it's like it works when you are playing it as intended, but like. As soon as you get out of that like guided experience of like okay one person's gonna play the monster and like and, and, like once you're like on your own and you have a game in front of you and and you have to like sort of go into there and like some one random stranger is gonna be the monster and like maybe you're gonna be on a, a team with random strangers fighting the monster it like loses a lot of its excitement just because 
I, I don't know, ganging up on some random person playing as the monster just is in, it's inherently less fun than when you're doing it against someone that you either know or is in person with you at E3 sitting at the table right over there. Um, it, it just didn't work as well in that as it did in that scenario. So, um, yeah, so Evolve like went free to play eventually. And then now it's sort of like, I think it might even just be dead now at this point. Um, but like there, there's no reason a, a new Left 4 Dead game couldn't work um, other than Valve's just not making it. Uh, so, if Valve's not going to make it, why wouldn't the studio go back to its bread and butter and really nail that stuff? And there's a ton it could probably do to really expand that idea and make this feel like a really super fleshed out game that people are going to jump, want to like really want to jump on and, uh, and, uh, sort of play in the way that like payday two gets played right now or something. So it does seem kind of weird to you that like Valve wouldn't just make left for dead three, especially when, you know, I mean, maybe, I mean, again, I don't know how bad the relationship was between these two. It sounds like it wasn't maybe awful. Like, they could have just said, hey, Turtle Rock, make, make Left 4 Dead 3. We'll, you know, publish it and help out a bit. But, you know, you can kind of do your own thing. Like, it's yeah. weird to me that that deal could not be made. Yeah, I, I, I just, They want to make Left 4 Dead 3, and this is what that's going to be for all intents and purposes. Yeah, I, I think that just comes down to, like, Valve... Um having fo- uh, Just having its focus elsewhere. It's just, it's worried about What is stuff. its focus, Jeff? I think it's 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 focuses on making like continuing to make Steam a platform where other people can make games, um, and less on it making games. I mean, it tried to make a game, and no one cares. No one likes uh, whatever. I can't even remember artifact. what it's called. Artifact. Well, they didn't make artifact. a very good one. Uh, yeah, they, but they, I mean, they, like, and they also charged money for a free to play game. So. Yeah, but for what should be a free to play game, I, I'm I'm not disputing any of that stuff. But like, I I don't know. I feel like even if it was free to play, I don't know if it would like be setting the world on fire. Uh, I, I think Maybe they not. spent year, they spent years trying to make that game and they failed. And like, you know, there's reasons why they failed there, but like there's reasons why any game could fail. And so like anytime they like are trying to make a game, I, I bet they're thinking in their head, our, our time and money would be better spent just making steam better. So other people can make games. Cause look what happens. Like uh, Dota Auto Chess becomes the biggest thing in the world. Like with six hundred thousand concurrent players or whatever madness it had, um, and, and you know, and that that game only happens because Steam is working on this other stuff. Um, and, and so yeah, I, I guess I get that. I get that's why they don't want to be making their own games a lot. Um, I think going forward though, they probably will be making a lot more of their own games just to uh, compete with Epic and and dif- differentiate themselves from Epic, um, even if it is risky. Uh, even and if they do fail like they did with Artifact. Um, I mean, I would like to know what... I would love to know so much what they think internally about Artifact right now. Because it's kind of like that... It's kind of like that Bioware thing with Anthem, right? Like, it's a studio that's not really used to releasing a quote-unquote bad game. Right. Like, how, how, how does that... I mean, I guess, the they, I guess they laid off a couple of people. I think... I, I mean, to me, it sounds like they're pulling back from it, so... Um, yeah, it's, yeah it, it does seem like... I mean, especially at this point, we haven't heard anything. It definitely seems like they're just going to kind of slowly let it die a natural death and not, yeah. like, I don't know if there's going to be an artifact expansion. <laughs> I don't think right. that one Or million. even, like, try to move it to free-to-play. Like, I mean, you would think they would do that, but maybe they just, maybe they, they see the numbers and, like, it's not even going to be worth that. Um, I mean, so. is there any way that the, uh, uh, never mind, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, no worries. I, I think if, if anything, they do still try to buy that the auto chess team and buy auto chess. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, and, and that game's another, that game's going mobile, uh, but still like, another multiplayer microtransaction. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, that's I mean, those look at the top of the Steam charts, man. That's what people want. Like, that's what people play. No, I know. Um, I, I, I I wouldn't expect anything 
single player from valve even if they do start making a lot of games again um unless they unless they like really get desperate or they really realize that they <laughs> like if epic valve if, won't make a halfway through unless they get desperate now yeah like, oh, like unless God. epic really puts the pressure on them like i know but that's just the way it is i mean no one wants to be the guitar player everyone wants to make the guitar like Google's going to come into this business and they're going to be like, oh, we're going to make guitars for people so that the other people can make the music. And we're just going to make the best guitars possible. We're going to be this platform where you could come get the guitars. And, and, and they just, they're not going to realize that like, first of all, like there are companies like Valve and Epic and, uh, and Nintendo and Sony that have these really great platforms already. Uh, so you can't just come in here, come in here and be another platform. You have to be able to, to sort of make your own games to matter. And I, I wrote about this last week. So it's one of the reasons it's coming to mind, coming to mind. Um, but like, if you do have that platform already, if you, if you do have that stuff, you don't have to make the games. Um, if you, if you're valve, cause it's all, everything else is already in place. Other people are going to come. They have to use your service, really, uh, because it's the best way for them to make money. Um, and, and at that point, it's like you have to focus on that because it's, it's so much more lucrative to be the, the company that makes the guitar rather than just another band trying to make a hit. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I get it. Uh, but again, it's like it is frustrating to like be a fan of these companies or uh, or to watch like a company like Google try to come into the space and think it's like going to work like that for them when it's not. It, it just won't. I guess someone who just like loved like Portal and Half-Life and all. It's like so weird to be like, to think like those people like, oh, it's like this great thing to make it. And they are super, you know, not that they aren't proud, but, you know, just like as soon as like they don't have to, they're like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's a. Uh, it's cynical. It is without a doubt. Um, and it's, it's a bummer to think like, I mean, I'm glad that not every company does that. Like I'm glad Sony's solution to like mattering again was making really big first person or not for single player narrative experiences. Um, like they're like, all right, our plan, like PlayStation four is selling way better than we expected. Um, are we just going to like sit back and actually be like Microsoft and not make a lot of first party games? Or are we going to like actually put, invest in this console with some software? And they did. And it worked really well for them. And it, it, it has proven the value of that and, and how important that can be. And, and I think valve is going to look to that actually, if, um, if Epic really does start to pull away in any way, if Epic starts to, uh, like attract, like it's not really attracting it's paying third party developers, to come and put their games on its service exclusively for a year. Um, but if that starts to make a dent in anything, um, then I, I do expect that's how valve would want to fight back is to say, Oh, okay, here is left for dead three. And, and here is a new game and here's portal three. Um, I would expect that stuff to start happening. And then if like they have to, they can always play the half-life three card. Um, it'd be a risk. Cause if there's, there's a chance it would be a disappointment and then you can't take that back. And it's like, Oh, not only is valve like, Valve didn't make a game for a long time, and now they're making uh, a shitty Half-Life 3 because they don't really care about it. They just want you to be spending money on microtransactions. It's like, why Why would we even put ourselves in that situation? I, I, I Again, I get it. Um, it th- that doesn't mean it doesn't stink. Um, what times? Yeah. All right. So I, I talked about this next story about the uh, being able to play PC games on Xbox from your own rig. So that means the next story is... Um, it's actually kind of similar. Valve announced that you can stream games from your PC to anywhere now. Previously, you could use Steam Link 
um, which was uh, it was a it was a, like a little like hardware thing, but then it became like a software thing that you can run on Android um, or on certain TVs or whatever. And it enables you to stream games from your PC in your home to a TV or or, or another display in your home. Um, now, what Valve is going to do is going to enable you to like take that same thing and then use it on a network outside of your home. So if you have the bandwidth, if you have the upload bandwidth from your house, and then you have a good connection somewhere else, you can play games on your home PC on a phone anywhere in the world, I guess is how it would work. Um, that's cool. Uh, it's only going to matter for people who have really good internet. (laughs) Like it's, it's one of those one percenter kind of things where, (laughs) um, if you can, if you live in an area with really fast internet and then you also are the person who's paying for that. Um, yeah, definitely use this. That's great. I'm glad it exists. Uh, for everyone else, you're going to try it once and see how shitty it is and never do it again. Yeah. Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely try it. And then I'll be like, this is a miserable experience. I'm just, I'm never going to think about this again. So, Oh, well, I think uh, we've just uh, two more stories here. We touched on this a little bit. Google did tease that it's going to be talking about some sort of like hardcore gaming thing at GDC. So it's not just like it's not just saying, oh, we're getting into games. Its trailer was like a series of uh, vignettes of like what you traditionally associate with triple A blockbuster video games. So it was like um, a sports arena and like this uh, cavern in a jungle and then like a, a, a military Call of Duty style uh, aircraft that was flying through the air, like where the back door was opening up. And you're supposed to jump out. Um, it was just like one scene after another like that. Um, and it definitely reminded it reminded me of like games like Anthem and Call of Duty and all these games that are like the biggest games in the world. And and the messaging here was like, oh, we're Google and we're getting into hardcore games. Uh, and yeah, so I, I think that's, that's interesting, but, uh, I, I just don't have a lot of faith that they're going to pull off like the software side of that. Uh, they've hired, they, they have Phil Harrison and then they hired Jade Raymond this last week. Uh, but yeah, like Sony interactive entertainment has 8,000 people. And that's just like the game side of Sony has 8,000 people working for them. And that's to like release a couple of AAA games a year. Uh, I don't think they're acquiring people like crazy. Nintendo has a a ton of teams doing this yeah, thing. Yeah, Nintendo has like 6,000 people. Ubi- Ubisoft has 14,000 people. Um, Google, in total, uh, I guess they have around 100,000 employees. Um, so that, that that's a lot. And those people are already working on all their other stuff. So it's not like they could start making games. Um, so if Google like wanted to match the output of Sony, it would have to like grow its employee foot, like foot, like base, like its employee number by like five to 10%. So uh, to me, I I assume their solution is going to just be to buy exclusives for a while. Right. Like, I mean, is there like, is there a chance that we get to this and it's like, look, insomniac is making this game only for our Google thing. Right. I think that's going to be actually what happens here. And, um, I I don't know if that's going to ever, I don't know if that would work either just because it feels like, I don't know. It seems like no developer agrees to one of those deals in perpetuity. Um, unless Google is just going to straight up pay for the game to be made from the ground up. Uh, maybe in that case. But if there's like games, if like if people are coming and pitching Google and saying, hey, we have this game in the works, Google would probably be able to buy a year exclusivity and then it's going to show up on Steam and people are just going to wait for that because that's what people want to do. They're not going to go. I mean, to- what is this thing going to look like? You say hardcore game. Like, is this going to be more powerful than an Xbox One X? This seems... I don't think so. I think it's. I think. I think it's probably just going to be a streaming box. It's going to be a little box that so, has a. Yeah, it's not really going to be hardware. Right. Yeah. I. I don't think so. I mean, who knows? But I don't think so. Um, 
I, I, I just uh, Google is like one of the few companies in the world that has a, a a cloud infrastructure that could stream games pretty well anywhere. And I guess the, the, when they did that project stream test with Assassin's Creed Odyssey back in October, uh, it worked really well, even for people who have bad internet. Most people that have uh, bad internet were like, actually, this stream streaming stuff really works. I don't notice any lag. Um, and even like like when I was just on like five megabytes megabits download, it was still working well enough that I didn't notice any problems. Um, that's really promising. It really is. Um, but it's not like people don't really care necessarily about how the game gets delivered to them. It's, it, it is a lot about the content. Um and so I, I think if you come in here and just say, hey, we have a, we're a Google streaming game platform and we're going to give you a new way to play Darksiders 3 and uh, and FIFA and all these other games and Call of Duty or whatever, whatever else is going to be on there. Uh, no, no one's going to care. And then if you do say like, well, we're going to we are going to have a few exclusives like like the Oculus Rift has exclusives. If it's like that, we're like, we're, we're like yeah, yes, I mean, it? yeah, like, yeah, like uh, Facebook pays developers to have like a year long exclusivity window on some stuff. PlayStation VR does as well. Um, and, and no one there is like really dedicating huge first party teams to this stuff. They are either like uh, having a smaller team work on it or they are having um, or they were doing that thing where you said they're just paying a developer like Insomniac to come and work on something for a little bit. Um, I think Google might do that. But there isn't like a team out there uh, beyond like uh, beyond like uh, uh, Insomniac. Like there's just not a lot of studios out there where you can go and like actually pay them for those exclusives. It's it's just there's a a real shortage of that stuff. So Google's not going to really be able to use that strategy very well going forward. It just wouldn't work. Um, So so I don't know. I just don't know what this looks like in terms of like actually attracting anyone to come and actually wanting to use it. So it seems weird. It does bother (laughs) you. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, last story. Uh, this was this is the big one. Sony isn't acquiring Take Two. Uh, <laughs> this is a story that like popped up ear- earlier this week, and I, I don't know about you, but I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, no, that's not. Yeah, no, I, didn't, I didn't believe it. I'm like, what? <laughs> why? Yeah, how? Yeah, why and how? That's and also, dope. like, we we hear this like sort of thing. Like, it pops up every once in a while. Like, Apple's gonna buy Nintendo. That sort of thing. And it just, it sounded exactly like one of those. And it turned out was like the, the, the take two stock went up and then someone was like, oh, I heard maybe it's because Sony is thinking about acquiring take two. And then the stock went up further when people saw that. Right. And, and it was, it was actually like, going up just because they had a Borderlands three teaser, right? Like that's, it seems like that why. might be what the reason why it originally went up. Yeah. So it was like, wow. Uh, I, the, the idea that like, so many people could get fooled by this. And then, and then it, like really it snowballs from there. Um, <laughs> Millions of dollars of money impacted by nothing. Yeah. Yeah. By, by, uh, like a, a, ran- a random aside in a, in a newsletter. It's pretty wild stuff. Um, but yeah, Sony, Sony eventually came out and said, no, that's not happening. The person who was like quoted as saying this was going to happen was like, ah, no, this was just speculation. Like this is not happening. I, I, you know, I was just trying to like figure some stuff out. Uh, I don't know why people are actually quoting me. And, you know, if you read his original words, it was very much, he was very much saying that this was going to happen or that there was high level, yeah, right. high level think, talks at Sony. Kind of, he's kind of protecting himself a little bit, yeah. but for just making things up, I guess, or having a, I don't know what it yeah. was. But, um, yeah. but it's, uh, yeah. So it was, it was a pretty wild, like couple of hours. And then like a few <laughs> hours later, people were like, ah, this is, it's definitely not happening. And then the next day is when Sony came out. Um, 
I don't know. Like the, the, the video games has a lot of um, acquisitions and stuff, but this is one that wouldn't make any sense just on its face. I mean, right? That's that's one huge company buying another giant huge company for gosh, just how much that would cost. The society doesn't really need that, right? Take Two's market capitalization right now is like ten billion. Uh, and and Sony overall is sixty billion, so it's bigger. With one one is bigger than the other there, but it's not like Sony would then like have ten billion in the bank that it could use. And that's like before you actually talk about like when you acquire a company, usually you have to acquire it for above market value. So that means it could be like twenty million. Who do they think billion. they are? Disney? They can't just go yeah. acquire things <laughs> like this. Yeah, and and it's just like it doesn't make sense from a content strategy. It's like. So Sony's going to buy this company that is making a ton of money from Grand Theft Auto Online and then what? Make Grand Theft Auto Online only on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5? Like, it's going to, like, spend yeah. a ton of money on this company and then, like, take away two of its revenue streams from PC and Xbox. Or is it not going to do that? And it's going to run a company that has Xbox games now in the way my, uh, Microsoft does with Minecraft. That seems like a really a, a big change in strategy. stupid. Yeah, it's just an, it was it's a wild thing, and it's it's like, and then on top of that, going forward, you have to run another another huge developer where like every release is a risk, and and like it's not like the Rockstar is going to make games in the um in the same milieu as Sony does, where like Sony has these very like straightforward like we're going to make these action adventure games about these heroes. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's going to be a big tentpole release for the PlayStation platform. Rockstar is going to do what they do and they're going to put a lot of effort into, into Red Dead Online, which who knows if that game's actually going to pan out in terms of the online portion. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if that's a bust, it's like a big bust for them. Cause they, I think they're expecting a lot from this. Is that expect. busting by the way? Is that what's happening with, with I think Red so Dead far, Online? I mean, there's no saying they can't save it. Uh, or not even just save it, can't just like eventually build it up into what Grand Theft Auto Online, Online is. Or, Grand Theft Auto Online wasn't a big deal right away, was it? No, it wasn't. It had its, it had its issues, but I think uh, it seems like Red Dead Online is um, having more and not having any of the... It's not building up any momentum alongside that in the way Grand Theft Auto Online did. Uh, I think by now, Grand Theft Auto Online was um, a much, much better off than Red Dead is. Um but but yeah, like we still don't know. That I think that's the point. It's a, it's a risk. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, and I don't know if Sony wants to be in charge of making those decisions for that company, or like, or 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 paying them, or like having to deal with the Housers or whatever. That seems like a yeah. nightmare. So <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah. It was just a wild thing from the beginning. I don't know. Uh, but that that does it for the news, Mike. We should probably just wow. go ahead and get out of here. Is that it? You gonna miss me next week? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, right. You're gonna have fun. It's just you. You're the it's only one. just me. That's right. I'm yeah. actually gonna have a, a a pretty good time. I'm just gonna do whatever okay, I want. Yeah, I'll I probably stream for like an entire day one day. I'll just play. Oh my I'll God. play. Uh, gonna write five more stories about how you don't like Red Dead. Redemption yeah. Oh, that's such a good idea. Actually, that's a good idea. I'll right. just do that. It's <laughs> when a, I read that Kingdom, when I hate when Red I wrote, Dead Week, and I wrote my Kingdom Hearts fan club sign in your cave and echo it originally said red dead redemption 2 and i thought maybe <laughs> kingdom hearts would be funnier at the moment yeah. but who knows either one works pretty well all right mike why don't, you tell, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet you can find me on twitter at tolkoto t-o-l-k-o-t-o -O -O. um also always writing on games beats and i also do the exploding barrel podcast with my brother that's at ebpodcast.com and I am uh, Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Uh, Jeff Butt on Twitter, it actually says here right now. Nice. When, when did you write that? I think I wrote that like a year ago, to be clear. 
Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked at it in a year then, huh? I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter and on Twitch. And then on YouTube, I'm Jeffrey Grubb. So YouTube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Um, yeah, I'll be back next week with an episode. We'll see if Mike's back at time or back at all. Who knows? San Francisco's a wild town. Yeah, right. Um, and you, I'm, and you, I'm supposed to come in early Friday morning, but that's after a red eye. So we'll see how awake I am. Yeah, we'll see how you feel. Okay. Uh, until then, everyone should have a good week and we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.